Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's a thing our brain does. It makes us, there's a dissociation game. There's an amnesia game. But it's a, it's a blindness because of focus. And it's what the brain really has to do. Welcome back to the Homeschooling Made Easy podcast. We are your hosts. Dr. Fred Ray Libran is the creator of the independent homeschool website, courses, and YouTube channel. My name is Karen and I am a current homeschooling mom of six children with a homeschooling YouTube channel called Our House. Welcome. If you would like to submit your questions to be featured on a future show, please email them to homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. All right, welcome back to another episode of Homeschooling Made Easy. So today we have a question submitted by a parent and the topic is handwriting. 12 year old boy, how to get him to progress in letter formations and writing. It's gotten sloppy and like a beginner learning to write with capitals in wrong places, all different sizes. We do handwriting practice books and they are beautiful. It just does not come across in his general handwriting. Wondering if I ought to just make the corrections and have him write the piece out again. Your thoughts? Yeah, Jody and I actually talked about this. We had a lot of interesting discussion. Um, you know, when questions are asked, there's only so much information. So this is one of those things you really, we probably need to quiz mom about what's going on because there's some things that don't make sense here. Mm-hmm. So... So you have to read between the lines a little. 12 years old. Yeah, let's, you and I, let's dissect this. You ready? Okay. 12 years old, um, yes. regressing with writing, does capitals weird, stuff like that. So we got a regression at 12 years old. But when we're doing the handwriting uh, work, it's beautiful. Yes. Aren't those all the right words? Yes, yeah. beautiful. So I'm... You know, I looked at it, <laughs> I had a different view than Jody. Jody was, you know, yeah, I probably just need to, I mean, the, the solution probably is going to be something like she suggested, which is hand it back and, re, you know, I, I would be different. I would say, I wouldn't even look for the corrections yet. I'd go, yeah, I can't read this if you really know how to do it. But I looked at it and I go, this sounds like, something rebellious you know my first thought is 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 it dysgraphia you know so does he have a mechanical issue and i I understand that but if you're able to produce the beautiful things then right why can't you produce when i was a kid uh up through second grade or third i had just perfect print and they would comment on it just perfect printed i was just very ocd about my uh, lettering, but then as I go older and you had to take notes, had to go fast, and they wanted it right now, and all the rest, I got sloppier. You know, still legible, but still somewhat sloppier, and it's my writing's mixed between blocked and cursive. And, you know, I just have my own little convoluted system, yes. uh, Fred font, and um, <laughs> and and it, and it got sloppier and sloppier. I understand because of speed, you can't go back. That can happen. 
However, different mixed up capitals and all this other stuff, I mean, my my hunch, I told Jody and she and I debated it, uh, my hunch is it sounds like a rebellion problem. It's like you're you're trying to do something to communicate it's this passive aggressive or something. If you can you know, if you can do it and then can't do it, there's something weird going on. You know? It's like a little kid, I remember one time a uh, friends of ours, small kid, he was three or something, he said he had a pacifier and he said I can't say pacifier. I have to say peace pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what you do with that, but it's like I can't write nicely except when I write nicely. So, you know, you look at that and you go, this is just on? curious. So, I mean, I would start with, yeah, I mean, look, if you're training kids and it's not a regression, you're just training them, the way I recommend doing it is start working on one thing at a time. So let's just work on the period and the space after the period. Just work on that. Just just mm-hmm. all the feedback you give each time they write. Don't fight for anything else. Just get some leverage. Let's get that one done, right? If you want right. to learn to floss your teeth, floss one tooth. Do that for a week. That'll be okay. <laughs> so we're going to fix that little thing. And then we're going to learn to capitalize that first letter of each sentence, right? And yes. so that's what we're going to grade for all the way through. And uh, and then you move on to eventually what proper nouns are or something like that and why you would capitalize that versus something else. <clears throat> and you, you develop it. This kind of thing, if they know how, um, I would just sit there and go, you know, is, is your time limit too short? Are you wanting to write three pages in five minutes? Is that That might generate something. But otherwise, I'd just say... Yeah, you probably need to rewrite this, or if you want to do copy work, it's all going to be about, uh, Karen, what's the phrase we use? Neatness counts, is that it? Yes, yeah. and the way you do something is the way you do everything. Yeah, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So mm-hmm. if your standards get so low and sloppy, I mean, you talk about not golden rule. If the kids think golden rule, wouldn't you want to write it? Wouldn't you want somebody to write something so they could actually read it? When, yes. when you want to be able to read it, yeah. So it, it would be the kind of thing that I just think, I, I really think on the surface I'd try to find out what is going on with you, you know, and I'd, I'd say it this way. It's called a discrepancy question. You'd ask a 12-year-old, a 12-year-old, given that you write so neatly here, why don't you write neatly here? Mm-hmm. And, and, and not have the answer in your head see what they come up with they may have a reason that would be very insightful you know i don't know what it would be but it might be well paper and pen and this or amount of time or whatever else and whatever they tell you might be the solution so if i gave you more time it'd be neater well we can do that let's write less pages give you more time i'd rather you write one page right now and get the habit down of writing nice neat stuff than the three i'm going for you know but if i get that habit down then going to three is not going to be a big deal is it right right well i was thinking to these uh because my kids do these handwriting books as well and they make it very easy i mean a lot of times they're tracing over and then there's the letter and then there's a space for them to write the letter and there's arrows and yeah some of the letters are big capitals and some are small but Yes, I I could see how a 10-year-old, 12-year-old 
could make beautiful penmanship books. They make it very easy. And but it's a totally different thing, right? Just having a notebook and here you write something down. It's like the wild, wild west, so, right? So, so are twelve-year-olds studying handwriting? Are when I grew up, that was like third grade. Well, I don't. It seems she's. They're still doing copy. Uh, penmanship books and the writing assignment, which, you know, I think it's fine. I, I let my kids do penmanship books. They, they make them all the way to middle school, high school. Um, and some of them are like Aesop's Fables and George Washington's Rules for Civility. You know, it's, it's nice. But this is the thing with RC and every, we're not really teaching them how there's no written curriculum that says, okay, now you're going to teach your kids capitals. Now you're going to teach them punctuations. Now you're going to, we don't really have that. There's Professor K grammar, but that's for older kids. But that's why the course of study says, you know, copy work up until the age of 10 is perfectly fine to give them that model, right? So they see it when you do capitals, when you do punctuation. So I'm just trying to give maybe the benefit of the doubt. That oh, that, that's fair. He hasn't and, and learned it. Well, and, and what you're describing, if, if it is done in such a way that it produces it, then, you know, it may not be translating. It looks to me like it's not translating into his writing. And it may be, seriously, it may be a dysgraphia issue or something. There may be something going on that needs to be figured out. Now let's take a little pause on the show and talk about how Homeschooling Made Easy is sponsored by the Modern League of Teacher Mothers. This like-minded homeschooling membership site is committed to laying a strong foundation. By going back to the basics, children not only thrive, but it gives parents freedom and time to focus on their younger children and other responsibilities. You will have access to video courses, monthly training, live support, and much more. Visit sustainablehomeschooling.com schoolhouse for more information. Now let's get back to the show. So if there's a perfect tracing, I do think the way I suggest it related to the writing course is giving feedback, let them write and give them feedback on the first one is capital all the way through. That's going to teach them the same thing. They're getting a feedback loop instead of just hoping they soak it in. And it's right. going to be the same with other capital or other way you punctuate things or where periods go or any of this stuff. Just you focus on one thing. You don't obsess on everything and overwhelm them. Let's just nail that down and get that thing down and get that thing down and get that thing down. Right. That's, uh, that's, that's the way why, to go. That's why your program works really well, the writing course with the Robinson curriculum. It sort of fills in that gap where parents are like, I don't know how to teach this. You, like you said, you take them through one step at a time. So maybe it's just that, maybe it's just no formal instruction in these things and they didn't do a lot of copy work to see it modeled. So it's kind of on their own and it's a little bit confusing so they can try copy work the writing course obviously that's fantastic that would really help out as well but like you said maybe it is the other side of the spectrum um some form of rebellion or dysgraphia dyscalculia you know something uh, fine motor skills it's it's somewhere on that spectrum but like you said we don't really have enough details to know no but we do know i do know this and and this is um something I'd really want to stress to parents just in general. So your, your children are going to have strengths and weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. And historically, I was even there at one point, I just, you kind of build on the strengths because that's what they can excel at. But I, I'm, I'm 
to a different place now. I would say working on weaknesses, if they're really impactful, is a really great thing to do. Because once you get something down as a learned skill, you don't have to think about it or do it. You've just got it. It's a learned skill. And a lot of times we go, oh, I'm not good at it, so we give up. They do it with math. They do it with all kinds of things. Rather than saying, no, we're going to get to a skill level. I, growing up, uh, water skied a good bit. So we had like a lake cabin, friends, and I'd skied and trick skied and slalomed and just all kinds of dumb stuff. Uh, but the man who taught me to water ski, Dr. Hollingsworth, literally said he would not teach me to ski until I could take my skis off and put them back on in the water really fast. And so I had to practice for a day or two taking my skis off, putting them on, taking them off, putting them on, taking them off, putting them on, because he didn't want to wait for me as a six-year-old or seven, whatever it was, trying to find my skis, can't get them on, can't whatever. And I'm sure to this day I can probably beat anybody at putting skis on in the water. Just throw them to me. <laughs> it doesn't take anything at all because I have this dinky little skill, and that little skill allowed me to not waste time on that painful part and get on to something better. And, and it's going to be true in everything. So getting the skill down, even even with uh, with riding, I mean, good goodness, uh, let's master a T. They come up a lot. The, you know, thesaurus, you know, yes. thermonuclear warfare. You use T's all the time. So even mastering a letter, mastering, you know, like I say in writing, just mastering a sentence is the key because that's what all the writing's made up of. Let's learn to master a sentence. And you can turn sentences into paragraphs and all the rest. But to master a sentence, we might need to start mastering phrases. So, you know, for a young child that's just trying to come along, maybe you um, uh, play with adjectives or modifiers one day, you know. Uh, the blank child, just the happy child, the sad child, the rebellious child, the weird child, the childish child, the who cares? I don't know. But all these things build. And so if you can take that on and just realize uh, area in which your child's weak is just the opportunity to improve it. And if they'll work at it and get to the skill level with it, that becomes a foundation for being able to do so much more because these things multiply, you know? It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a multiplier curve. Yes, very true. And, you know, just experience myself. I do have a, a 10-year-old boy who has an IEP who's been diagnosed with some things, but his writing is, is very neat, very nice, but there was a time too with his copy work that he wasn't uh, capitalizing after a period or putting periods down. And so I finally sat down with him. I said, okay, you're doing copy work. Everything is spelled correctly. Everything looks very neat, but you know, don't you see here the capitals or don't you notice periods? And he really just had noticed it. He's like, huh? No, no, I never noticed. I never noticed periods. I never. So I think the brain does like we talk about this in NLP, like it does delete some things and distort some things because they're so focused on maybe the spelling, so focused on the neatness of it that the brain really can delete some information but then once you you know show it to them just call attention to it then oh okay and since then he's been fine but i had to have that sit down talk with him and show him yeah like, so you know i think that's smart so there is a kind of blindness we'll do 
there's a famous selective attention test that they uh, these experimenters did where you're invited you can find the video if you want to post it you can find it everywhere um, and if you know the get if you know the game you'll figure it out but you can use it on your kids to teach them and and what it does is it gets you to count the number of times the people wearing white shirts are passing the basketball between them and so you count the number of times you get through and it's 16 14 whatever the number is and then you ask did you see the gorilla and about way over half do not see the gorilla and and literally somebody in a grill outfit comes out in the middle waves at the screen <laughs> and then walks on through and you never see it because you're so busy counting the balls so right. it's a thing our brain does it makes us there's a dissociation game there's an amnesia game but it's a it's a blindness because of focus and that's what the brain really has to do and so part of what makes us smarter and more effective is learning how to shift our focus and look at different things like like with your son you know one of the powerful things would be to only wouldn't this be fascinating get him to only copy the punctuation as best mm -hmm. he could just to only see the punctuation um so it'd be you know a period over here and a period over here you do that a few times and he's going to be cued in to right it's all it's all the marks on the page you know yeah so and this is what they found with turning uh, picture upside down and and drawing it you draw much more effectively uh, you know if you're not a good artist uh, upside down and they say well it's because your left brain's out or whatever it's not that at all it's actually you're just paying more attention and your brain's not filling in stuff about how it should look let's take a little pause from the show and talk about one of our sponsors independenthomeschool.com IndependentHomeschool.com is a one-stop shop for homeschoolers created by Dr. Fred Librand. There you can find more information on his very popular courses such as the writing course, mastering emotions, mastering reading comprehension, and the ultimate how to homeschool in 30 minutes a day system. As a longtime member and having gone through all the courses myself, I can tell you that this is truly priceless when it comes to your home life and creating sustainable homeschooling. For more information, make sure that you click on the link in the show notes. And now let's get back to the show. So if you try it, turn something upside down and make a drawing of it. Try to make a drawing straight up and then do it upside down. And you'll find upside down. It's pretty good. You know, if you're not, well, you if you're know, not a good artist. Something else that I've, along these lines that I've tried that you recommended was for kids that write their numbers backwards to tell them to write it backwards on purpose. Like, so if yeah. they're writing 61 for 16, say, okay, I want you to write 16 backwards. That really just does something in their brain or it just kind of resets it. I don't know, but it works. They yeah, really it's, really uh, it. yeah, I need to make up more of these things. So, <laughs> yeah, so what, what it does is it, I, I think it gives them control. So suddenly it's not an unconscious yes. thing, it's intentional, and now I get it, you know? So it's not just that I'm uh, absent-minded about the whole thing, it's I can do it either way. I'm empowered. And, you know, most of life, I'll tell you a little secret. If we got one more minute here? Yes. So what you're going for in life of overcoming difficulties and phobias and challenges, etc., is you're looking for uh, 
the opportunity to go through a behavioral experience and see them say or you say or, or not say but experience surprise I'll give you an example so if you're scared of elevators and you go on an elevator you know take a deep breath and go up and get through and and get off the elevator and go wow I didn't die that they're surprised they're learning so suddenly your theory and reality are contradicted and you'll change your theory because you're surprised yes. that's the magic if you get up off the elevator and you go shoo I didn't die that last last at least I didn't die that time no surprise in that so no learning <laughs> they're just reinforcing the problem and so anything they can go through like I was telling you about um, uh, my son on that camping event you know I, I think what he got through is he was surprised that he survived it mm -hmm. yay won the won the t-shirt so getting kids to go through an experience or getting yourself to go through an experience we did that with you about some driving things yes do you remember that yeah. yes yeah. I do and, and so you went on these driving adventures that you were quite hesitant about but you got through and you were kind of I think surprised or you went oh that wasn't as bad as I thought or that worked right. or, didn't you yeah I didn't have a panic attack I didn't right. you know which means, I was fine yeah. I was in control yeah. right which means you learned exactly so so that's part of the trick you know that, that we to some degree we, we just have to get uh, our kids through the experience to evaluate the experience to be at a different place so the moment they can write a letter correctly they have a new insight once they know they can intentionally write it backwards or forward they got a new insight right so right. I think that's part of the of the game of, of learning is is being able to it's not just helping them go through the experiences but to actually be a little more objective and learn from what they experience wisdom in turn you can do that by watching other people you don't have to experience it so yes. in proverbs it'll say i went by the man the slothful man and his vineyard was broken down the wall is broken down and it was unkept and it wasn't producing fruit and I, I i reflected and learned a little slumber a little sleep a little holding the hands to rest and your poverty will come on you like a armed robber that's close mm -hmm. enough so so <laughs> You know, you can even watch somebody and learn uh, by doing the same thing of learning to evaluate the actions. I see their actions or I see my actions. I get an insight. I've got a principle now I can operate. It surprised me because it didn't turn out how my fears were predicting. And that's where growth is. It's really quite an amazing thing. It's part of what we do with taking SAT practice tests. If your child will take a dozen or more, they get pretty confident about knowing how it works and knowing what they're going to be able to do and their ability to go in uh, and take the test is going to be much calmer than if they only had one or two or none you know as Emerson said the greater part of courage is having done it before yes and that's so. something I try to teach my kids too not to think of it as just success or failure there's not really failure it's feedback that's like what you're talking about everything is feedback and then you can learn and readjust to get a different outcome. So that's um, very true. Right. 
that's how it goes, you know. And if you want to, um, uh, you know, I remember with Jody. Uh, so I, when we were dating, so I might want to kiss her, right? And I might uh, make an advance. I mean, I was grown. We we're moving towards marriage, okay? So <laughs> this, we'll keep it. We'll keep it totally G here. <laughs> and uh, and she'd say no, either with her actions or whatever. And what I took that to mean was, oh, try something different. <laughs> and then she said no. Oh, try something different. And so in the course of time, I really understood her. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. So you know, it's not failure. It's just, oh, try something different. Difference. That didn't work. Let's try another one. You know. So yes. if you want to learn to make people laugh and tell jokes, tell a joke. That one didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Try another one. Thank you for listening to the Homeschooling Made Easy podcast. If you have a question that you would like for us to answer on a future episode, please email us at homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please share with a friend who you think would be interested in this content or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Thank you.